Hey guys, welcome to a very special edition of That Game Show. It is our ultra-mega collaboration, 9001 Spectacular. I am your host, Chase Bunker. Joining me today is our first guest, who is making his second appearance on the show. He is from the YouTube series Chris and Andy Play. You can find him on Twitter, at ChrisAndyPlay. It's Chris Babarik. Hey, buddies! He is from the Player 3 Podcast, hailing from Virginia. You can find him on Twitter at Player 3 Podcast. Look at their website, Player3.com, or Player3Podcast.com. They also talk about sports, and that makes me happy. It's Luke Croft. What's up? Uh, the guest right above me, if you're watching the video, he is our, he is a second-time guest, host of Gamer Nation Radio. His podcast has been seen on websites all over the gaming world. You can follow him on Twitter at GNR underscore Johnny Boy. You can find his Facebook also, Facebook.com slash Gamer Nation Radio fan page. Also, everybody's got Facebook. Who doesn't? It's Johnny Marshall. What's going on, guys? And my next guest is a regular on that game show. He also has another podcast that I sometimes like to promote for him, the Dork Knight Podcast. He has one name to rule them all. It's Murph Murphy. How's it going, guys? And our final guest, whose face you will never see because he's <laughs> he's got a mask, so, so you have his logo, that or a duck smoking a cigar. I've made that joke way too many times in pre-production. He is the host of the Geekly Podcast. Find him at geeklypodcast.com. You can also find him on Twitter, at Mel Weezy. It's Melvin Hampton. Hey, what's up? What's happening, Captain? All right. Thank you guys very much for being on the show, and thank you guys very much for watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, Screw Attack, or if you're listening to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or through like a phonogram, thank you for making us a part of your day. Now, real quick, let's just get like a nice introduction from everybody, starting off with Chris. For the people who have not seen you before, what do you do on your channel? Uh, mostly we dick around. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean... So, we run a YouTube channel called Christianity Play, where we play games and we talk about stuff, and sometimes the stuff happens to be the game that we are currently playing. But not always. So, check that out, I guess, if yes. you like talking and smooth voices. Mm, smooth voices while playing Sonic. They just, they're about to conclude Sega Month, which was very entertaining. Definitely check them out. Luke. Lots of retro. Yes. Luke, tell us about your podcast, Player 3. Uh, well, we are the Player 3 podcast with four guys on the show. It is um, it is about 58% talk about video game news, 24% about talking about uh, made-up gaming news as if it's real gaming news, and then the rest of the percentage is us trying to figure out what the heck Ben's talking about. Uh, but we get together every Monday and talk about uh, video games and sports and whatever. All right. Johnny, tell us about Gamer Nation Radio. What's going on, guys? Um, Gamer Nation Radio is basically your, your podcast with your average gamers talking video games and uh, the latest news. Um, we pretty much cover next-gen consoles and PC and uh, Destiny because we have a Destiny addict, my co-host, Dame. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Murph, without holding your destiny rage, tell us about Dork Knight. <laughs> so Dork Knight's, uh, we talk about games sometimes. We actually have a kind of a running segment where my other co-host Tiernan gets mad about a game that I've been playing recently. Uh, it's like uh, like Hatoi, uh, uh, the the pigeon dating sim. Hatoi. Oh, Hatoi boyfriend. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Mumble mouth. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and we also check out my kind of collection of games. I have an itch.io page if you kind of want something a little weirder. All right. Melvin, tell us about Geekly Podcast. Well, you guys are using my government name, which is cool. Yes. Uh, but I go by <laughs> Mel Weezy on the Geekly Podcast. i got two other co-hosts, DJI, Tech Dre. Uh, we're kind of a, a, a geek variety show. We do talk about gaming, but not just gaming. We talk about TV whether it be uh, Daredevil, Arrow, Gotham, you know, whatever, uh, movies, technology. So we just kind of cover the, the gambit of anything that kind of uh, we're geeked about at the moment, depending on what it is in the news. And, uh, the gaming is a, such a small part of it, but we, we love all facets of geek culture. So we try to cover everything. So that's all what right. we're about. All righty. That is the panel for this week. And thank you uh, guys again for being on this show for this Ultra Mega Collaboration 9001. It is going to be glorious. It's over 9000! That's the running joke. <laughs> All right. Big news coming out this week. And I know if you've watched Player 3 Podcast, uh, Luke has already talked about this. Silent Hills has been officially been canceled. Guillermo del Toro has come out and said that it is not going to happen at a San Francisco International, I believe it's like the International Film Festival. And Hideo Kojima originally had his name taken off of it. Norman Reedus has now come out and said, yeah, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. So, guys, how bummed are you right now that Silent Hills is not going to happen? We'll start off with Chris. Medium. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, it, it's, it's, it's not a great thing that we're losing out on, like, AAA titles, especially after we've seen so much and there's, like, been a teaser demo. That's what PT is, like, a playable teaser. We, yeah. We're missing out on that. We're missing out all the all these things. And, and I think uh, there are a lot of people that are really upset because we really like the direction things were going in, and now it's just not non-existent anymore. But I think there might have just been too many cooks in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, if you look at, like, Konami's financial situation over the last little while. Maybe they're cutting it cost-wise, right? But you also got some really, really heavy hitters in there, and sometimes it's just too many creative minds together don't necessarily see eye to eye. Luke? Uh, I was massively disappointed with it. Uh, You know, PT got announced at a Gamescom, and I immediately, at Gamescom, I immediately went and uh, downloaded it and came home, and it was one of those things like, it was middle of the day. One of my best friends was over here. All the lights were on, and it was still the scariest thing I've ever played in my entire life. The thing that disappoints me the most about this is, um, number one, they're taking it, they're taking PT off the store, and I think right now that's one of the like, it's a PlayStation exclusive thing that really is something to talk about as being one of the best things available on PlayStation right now, even though it's this short, concise experience. And then secondly. I think this strategy would have worked so well for all kinds of other games to release kind of this playable teaser that was the announcement for the game. But now companies are going to be scared to pour time, energy, and resources into that because it's like, look how bad Konami fell on their face here with this um, announcing this far out and then it all kind of falling apart. Yeah, I think what made, made a lot of people excited was the fact that Hideo Kojima had his hand in it. So we got the guy who's made you know great Metal Gear Solid games throughout the years, and to revive this franchise. Oh, also, Norman Reedus. Everybody loves Norman Reedus from not The Walking Dead, and then or Boondock Saints. Everybody loves him. So, the fact that that goes away now, it kind of shows that, like, Konami's, like, 
I think they're on this sinking ship, and I'll be surprised if they last any more than maybe two, three years, because they kind of just put out crap. Johnny. Yeah, um, it, it pretty much sucks. I mean, that was a game that I think everyone was looking forward to, you know, since the, the PT uh, demo. And, you know, they're still, they say they're still going to develop Silent Hills. So without Kojima and Del Toro, like we were going to get, I mean, do we really want these games that, like you said, they're putting out crap at the point. So yeah. it's not looking good. Um, from what I've heard, I didn't get to play it, but from what I heard, it was really scary, like you said. And uh, you might be right, Chris, about uh, their budget, you know, um, too, too many, you know, paid people in there uh, probably just didn't have the funds to continue or whatever it be. Yeah. Murph? I've... Silent Hill is one of those series that I'm going to play eventually. Uh, Kojima's name attached to it was probably going to make me do it, and now that it's not going to be there, I it might just fall off into the wayside once again. Mel? I, well, last time I checked, uh, Batman Arkham Knight is still coming out, so I don't, I'm not really a Silent Hill fan, so I'm probably like the wrong person to ask this, but I, I guess, I mean, the, the, what I saw of it, the screenshots with Norman Reedus looked really, really cool, uh, but honestly, I didn't have a lot of anticipation for it. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it going away because I'm not really a Silent Hill fan, but I will say this. It's kind of curious that all of a sudden Konami has kind of separated themselves from Hideo Kojima or whatever, and the whole Metagross Solid thing was so weird, and then it gets announced this week that they're delisting themselves from the stock exchange for, right. for trading yeah. stocks. So what's really going on with Konami? Like, what's up with them, man? Because I grew up playing all these games by Konami, like Contra and all these you know blockbuster games they're really far removed from the glory days and i have to wonder if uh somebody's not you know if somebody hasn't drained that company dry that's just my opinion but yeah and i think it's very unfortunate like you know no one likes seeing a gaming company go down but it's i think it's the fact that right now we had such big hopes with konami with phantom pain and and then you know silent hills at least being announced with guillermo del toro and guillermo with Hideo, it's like, okay, these two great, like, I would say Cinemax, even though Hideo Kojima hasn't made an actual movie, it, like, Metal Gear Solid at least feels like it. So, it sucks to seem like these twisted, like, these good minds, like, with a project that just goes kaput. And it kind of makes you wonder, what could have been? Granted, we kind of say that with the new, with the Superman movie with Nicolas Cage, but... If I can offer just a, some conjecture yeah. on, and some speculation as to what happened in this this whole deal, I'm not sure if it was as much about money as it was just about a difference of direction. Like you know, uh, Konami understands that Metal Gear Solid is like the selling point for their company. Like that, that's a big hitter, and they know that a reason for that is Kojima. But Kojima even tried to say with Metal Gear Solid Four, like, hey. This is going to be my last Metal Gear game. It sells. They're announcing Metal Gear 5. And I think he finally just put his foot down and was like, I'm not making Metal Gear games anymore. And Konami was like, we pay you to make Metal Gear games. And so <laughs> if, if you're not going to make Metal Gear games, and everybody wanted to see him unleashed on something else, which was why everybody got uh, excited about Silent Hills. And it, But it was like, hey, as soon as Silent Hills is done, we want you back on Metal Gear. And I think, I think Kojima was kind of done with that 
with that story. You know, he was really pushing for a remake of like an open world Metal Gear One. But outside of that, I think he was kind of done with the series, and so they just decided to part ways with it. And I think him and Del Toro entered into that that game as as friends, if I remember correctly from some stuff I was reading. Um, and then so when Kojima was out, it was like, all right, well, I came with him, so I'm going to leave with him as well. Yeah, that's uh, a very good point because I it blanked on me before, but now it's coming back that he like Kojima was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And I thought he said that even after three. It may, it may have. And I'm it's not. like, well, yeah, hey, I'm going to do it no, anymore. I've been saying it for a long time. Yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, how about four? Okay, yeah. I, I can do it for four. How about five? Uh, okay, it's like that guy leaving at the party. He's like, come on, have have this beer. It's like, okay, maybe one beer. <laughs> come on, tap this cake. Okay, oh, maybe to one be, keg. To be fair, the Metal Gear storylines do sound like something you would come up with drunk. Like... This is also well, very true. Well, and then at the end, he gets in a Silent Hills car and then wraps that around a tree. So, and it right. gets totally eliminated. Yeah. I'd like uh, to weigh in a little bit about, like, uh, them pulling PT off the store shelves, basically. Yeah. And and I think this is probably a good thing for us. Everybody's, like, upset about it because it's gone. But if you've got something that's kind of a flagship for your company right now and people are disappointed that you're not making the game anymore, you don't pull off something that's making you money. And the reason I'm thinking that this is probably a good thing for us is that, you know, if Kojima has been saying for a long time, like back in 2009, he said, you know, like maybe I should be working for the North American side of things. Maybe Japanese gaming isn't where I'm supposed to be anymore. So, you know, if he's, if he's trying to pull away from, and they pull this from the shelf, I have to wonder that, like, because it's called PT and it has no Silent Hill of really official, it, it's, it's unofficially Silent Hills. Uh, you know, maybe they're going, like, all of them are taking it someplace else and they're gonna start with that and move forward. And that's why there's some legal stuff, why they have to pull it down. Cause it doesn't make sense financially to take down a, a game that is making money like for no reason, you yeah. Know? Well, Especially well, in digital distribution, right? Well, and that, but th- that game is is free, isn't it? Like you don't pay. Okay, well I, I don't right. know. I don't have a PS4, but yeah, yeah like, it's, it's free. But it's demo. free, but I don't know. It still doesn't. It doesn't seem like it would be like. How do you appease your fans who are pissed off about your game release? Oh, I know. We'll take out any hope of it ever. You know, we'll take right. away the one thing they want. The one thing they know, <laughs> dear. I will steal it. Um, that doesn't. That doesn't seem <laughs> like a so good fun. idea. Well, we'll take it. Luke, we'll start. We'll go Luke, and then we'll go Johnny. Well, what I was going to say is, I think the fact that they are pulling PT means that they're just they're completely done with any project that is Silent Hills. And and in their statement, they said, you know, we are dedicated to bringing Silent Hill titles to it, but they they made right. no mention of bringing Silent, Silent Hills. Hills out. And yeah. I think this was them just saying, like, look. Because you have to understand, like with PT, there there are hours of development time behind that thing, and a ton of work that was put into it, and they paid people to make that. And so for them to say, like, we're going to completely scrap that, take it off the store, and really get our fan base concerned about it, there has to be a real reason of like we're giving up all hope of this thing ever coming. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, it, there probably could be a quote spiritual successor to it, like they did, like they wanted to do with um, Body Count with Black or with. Um, Gosh, what was the game? It was the Eternal Darkness too. They essentially like switched over. Apparently, I'm drunk. Switched over companies and tried to get that thing kickstarted. Um, maybe, maybe Kojima's trying to pull a mighty number no. nine here, and that's go- exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny, you had a point. Oh no, Lucas basically got it. I mean, basically, the PT was like their marketing 
for you know Silent Hills to get everyone excited, shareholders and all that. Them taking you know their shares off the market and uh, you know PT off the the Sony store. I mean they're basically just you know they're done. Yeah, yeah. There's some major restructuring going on over there. How, how funny, guys, would it be? And this is Mel, by the way. I just wanted to jump in and say this real quick before I forget. So I'm sorry if I steal anybody else's thunder right now. But how funny would it be if Kojima did his own thing, like like the guy who did uh, Mega Man, he has his own little indie studio and does like a spiritual success with Silent Hill. It's not called Silent Hill, of course. He can't call it. <laughs> yeah, but it's he quiet does something mountain. like uh, Unsilent Hill or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and he basically does the game he wants to do. And Konami can't, you know, he doesn't have this big parent company telling him what to do. You know what? That could be pretty exciting because he might do some really cool things that he couldn't do with the big studio backing him. Yo, and if he got Guillermo de Toro to go with him, you know, that that would just spike up the, the hype. I mean, if they actually got together and did an indie, you know, game together, like after all this. You know that that would it would be all over the place. A darker version of Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> and they go darker. See, they'd have, they go they, darker. They would have to be able to bring in a team of, of guys that can can develop that game too, though, because you know Kojima uh, Del Toro has no real like video game development yeah. experience, and, and Kojima is more on the story side of the things and not necessarily on the on the technical side of this, but I could definitely see him doing something like that. I honestly don't think, I think Kojima's probably going to back away from video games for a while and maybe go into film or do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I was actually going to say about that for a while. I, if, if Kojima and Del Toro make a movie called, of, you know, of whatever Silent Hill was going to be like, that might be better because have you played the latest metal gear? It's, it's mostly a movie. Oh, ground zeroes. <laughs> it's mostly a demo. That's what it pretty much well, is. Well, or, I'm, I'm, well, four at least. Okay. I mean, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's long. Yeah, it's, I mean, that yeah. opening sequence. First of all, that that movie that, that Kojima makes is going to be like 11 and a half hours long. Oh. <laughs> like, you're going to have to just block off an entire day to go watch Peter it. Jackson's like going to sit back and be like, this movie's just way too long for me. Well, and at the, and at, and at the end of That's it, exactly gonna, what I was thinking. And at the end of it, you're going to have to just pretend like you understood what happened in it. Exactly. All right. Um, great input by everybody. Um, pretty much consensus: it sucks. But we'll see. Like, who knows? I like the most legit thing. Like, like you guys nailed it. I think like you could possibly see him go branch out and then kickstart and kickstart the next series. Now let's let's just speculate. Say he does that. And he gets a company. What company do you want him to make this Silent Hills or just like the next Kojima project? Chris? Oh, I don't know. I, I want to see him do what he actually wanted to do like this whole time. Like I feel like he's been locked up in a little cellar for a long time now being forced to keep, you know, like, you know, yo, you're the best shoemaker. Make shoes forever. But I always wanted to be a dancer. Like, uh... <laughs> I, I think I figure like you know he's got something that he's been working on for like ten years plus, you know, yeah. and it may be something like oh I just wanted to make a really scary horror game and nobody would let me, you know, and it may be something completely different. Who knows? But I think it's going to give him the opportunity to go that way because it looks like you know as soon as like Metal Gear Five is done, he's not going to be with Konami anymore. I thought you were going to like quote Smashing Pumpkins for a second. It was like despite all his rage, he's just a rat in a cage. <laughs> Uh, Luke. Well, it, it, 
this may be an obvious choice and I don't, but I don't know if it would ever happen. I'd love to see him go with someone like Naughty Dog, someone that has like a, a real close relationship with, uh, with Sony because that's kind of where Metal Gear got its start. Yeah. Well, it started on, it started on something that Nintendo, Nintendo didn't yeah, it? Yeah. It started with Nintendo originally. Yeah. But, but it gained its traction uh, on right. Sony stuff. And so, and, and Naughty Dog has like the development prowess to back his, his storytelling. And I, I just think, that would be, but I would also just like to see him say, "Hey, I'm just going to branch out, and do something on my own." Not sure I'd want to see it kickstarted because I'm not real big on that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, independent would be good. Johnny. Um, pretty much. I mean, I'd love to see whatever he gets to use his, you know, creative juices for. But uh, as an Xbox fan, it, it'd be cool if you know <laughs> they pick him up. I mean, they could definitely use help from him and his name alone would, would, you know, help them out their, their image and, you know, their, their, uh, portfolio. Yeah. Murph. So we all know that Kojima's really into realism. So I want him to see, make him, I want him to make 24 the game. Oh yeah. It takes 24 (laughs) hours to play. No pausing. You have to set aside a 24 hour block and you just, play and then i don't know maybe get some connect in there where it has to like you have to it, i don't know it's the eating sequence now you can eat and you know, there's something something that kojima can really just kind of stretch the value the boundaries of what playing a video game is well played yeah mel i would think this is going to be kind of a this is kind of a cop-out answer but i would love to see him do what he wants to do with silent hill but presented as a virtual reality game. I haven't never seen someone do a virtual reality horror game. And whatever his concept is, if he did it in a virtual reality, how cool would that be if he, if he could pull it off? I mean, it'd be tough, but what if he did something with virtual reality, whether it be something with the Steam VR or whatever, and he made this game to where you're so submersive, you don't know what's reality, what isn't, and... <laughs> I mean, you could be pretty creeped out by it. I, I think it would be interesting. I mean, like I said, I can't think of anything cool. Everybody has cooler answers than me, but uh, I would love to see a VR version of Silent Hill. Yeah. That would be hey, interesting. Hey, Mel, have you heard about the uh, that Oculus horror game where in the game you're playing a, a horror game, and then in the first level game, like weird stuff starts to happen? I've heard of that. I didn't see Yeah. That. Something like that, but directed by Kojima? That would be yeah. interesting. I think that would that would be a, a serious mind trip. I mean, I, I think that, that would be <laughs> worth paying for, but that's just me. All right. Um, see, I would love to see an augmented reality game where you kind of, at the beginning of the game, you look around your house and it kind of like imposes stuff on your actual environment, making you terrified to walk around your house without your AR headset on. Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, because like, they're kind of like the hot company right now from software. It's like have them do um, like a mix between Bloodborne, Dark Souls, and then just I don't know, like they'll work something with that. That or if you want to get like really trippy, just add like a lot of violence. Like have a mix with like Suda Fifty One, and have like a mix between like Killer Seven, No More Heroes, and then like this Metal Gear Solid. Also, we're gonna like incorporate Silent Hill, and it's just gonna be like this mesh, like this like mind explosion of gaming. It'd be the hardest game ever. It would be. And the most violent game ever. Like, Mortal Kombat will look at it and go, that's just a little disgusting. That's a nasty. 
distasteful. Yeah. Oh, that's distasteful. I don't know why I went like Jewish mother on that one. Um, all right. Next topic. It's kind of old, but it's still slightly relevant. Nintendo's anti-YouTube policy has now struck a popular YouTuber. If you guys watched the Angry Joe show, he recently got flagged for his Mario Party video. And now he he's vowed to his 2 million plus subscribers. I think he actually just reached 3 million the other day. Um, he will no longer show or play any more Nintendo games. If you are unfamiliar, uh, Nintendo has kind of been striking back on their the whole Let's Play society flagging any game that has you know any any nintendo product in, if it's mario or whatnot and they want part of the profits in it as well so guys is this gonna hurt nintendo even more or are we just kind of making a big deal about nothing let's start with the let's player himself chris yeah my wheelhouse yes uh, okay so as somebody <laughs> who's actually played some nintendo games and not gotten flagged uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, uh, I don't like it. Um, really? No, I, I don't <laughs> really? like it. Now, he, here's the thing about it. I think they have every right to want to claim some some profit from it. That's that's fair. I don't I don't have any issue with that. I think the amount they want is way too much. And and the thing that the way they're going about doing it is not attractive. It's, it's not it's not fun, and I don't like that either. And I and I feel like. A lot of the big guys have already said it. Don't play any Nintendo games anymore. Don't bother with it. And uh, I'm kind of an, like I I don't think I'll be playing anymore in the in the future. It does it's it's not worth it. Luke, uh, on my show we do a, a segment called Reviewing a Word, and uh, my Reviewing a Word for this policy is uh, actually a hyphenated word, out of touch. Like <laughs> it's totally out of touch from from Nintendo. Like it's it's a complete misunderstanding of what the the YouTube platform can do for their titles, you know? And, uh, and Chris, you mentioned like you, you, it makes sense them wanting to claim some of the profits off of it. But the thing is, is they claim profits off of people who watch these let's plays and say, man, that game looks cool. I, I, I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and essentially you're getting free advertising from these guys. Like the dude you mentioned, he's got 3 million subscribers. Those are, th that's 3 million people putting eyes on your product. And, you know, Nintendo needs that right now with the, the floundering sales of the Wii U and all that. Like if, if guys are willing to play your games on these huge platforms and um, and promote those games for free, you get your profit off the sale of those games. Like there are people who aren't interested in Smash Brothers who watch Smash Brothers and they're like, man, that game looks really awesome. I'm going to go out and buy that. Yeah, especially like I the one thing I want to say, like I agree with your point, Luke, because I watched um, I watched another uh Let's play Game Grumps, and they played Super Mario 3D World. And it's like I was kind of skeptical about getting a Wii, but after seeing it, it's like I kind of want a Wii U now, just so I can kind of play this. And the fact that they're now like being so anti YouTube, it detracts from any like wanting of this. Like I don't get to like look at games like how does this really look? Because trailers can only do so much to me. Hey. Johnny. Yeah, I mean you basically all hit it. Um... And God knows, you know, Nintendo needs as much promoting as possible. So they're basically shooting themselves in the foot by doing this because, like you said, like you guys said, um, a lot of people use, like, you know, YouTube and Twitch to check out games before they buy them, you know, because you can't just trust our reviews or whatever. So, uh, you know, a lot of people want to see what real gamers are, you know, what they have to say about it. And uh, them, you know, just 
it's not that they're making people, you know, remove the the videos. I mean, they are in some cases, but uh, you know, they have some harsh policies, and it's not helping promote them. Yeah. Murph. So I'll take the devil's advocate part of this, and I'll say the last time that Nintendo let someone do something with their property, we got the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Which is, true. quite true. frankly, one of the best movies that I've ever seen. This is also very true. I, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I love it. it. Is. Yeah, yeah, like I, it's it's on par with Demolition Man. There you go. Uh, so, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, favorite. <laughs> look, the franchise wars and Taco Bell. Oh, oh man, and Taco Bell. But no, yeah, well, yeah, it's dumb. Whatever. Like Nintendo can do what they want. Yeah, Mel. I, you know, I, I, after what Murph said, I don't know how to follow up with that, but <laughs> he, he's totally right. I mean, it's a, it's a good way to use your properties is a bad way, obviously, right? Uh, but, like, everybody's been hitting it on the head. I mean, Nintendo's out of touch, man. They need all the publicity they can get, and they're kind of biting the hand that feeds by saying, hey, YouTubers, we know you're promoting our games and making people want to buy a Wii U, but we want to take all the money. We want to take the biggest, you know, a big portion of your profit and make it less desirable to play our games and, and, you know, Twitch stream them or put them on YouTube, it's just kind of silly. I mean, I, Nintendo doesn't understand what gamers want now. We want to see games before we buy them, before we put 60 bucks on the game. We want to be able to see what the game is like. We want to see if it's fun. Uh, and really, with YouTube Let's Plays and, and Twitch streaming, that's the way to try out a game without physically playing a de- demo. That's basically taking away the... Uh, you know, the use of a demo of actually playing a game, you get a chance to see it before you buy it. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo just doesn't understand uh, this iteration of gamers. They're still adopting policies that were probably would have been more made sense in the 80s, like 30 years ago. And Nintendo, would, until they get it with online gaming and just what gamers want now, they're always going to be behind Xbox and, and PlayStation. Yeah, Nintendo... Well, like, with that, like, they're almost like the Kanye West of, like, the gaming industry. They're like, hey, I'm gonna let you finish. First, you need to give us money. Also, Mario's <laughs> the best gaming character of all time. Here's Mario <laughs> Galaxy 10. Uh, it, the pro, like, Mel is completely right. Like, they're, Mel and Luke are very right because they are out of touch. It took them forever to get online gaming. And the one thing I did agree with Nintendo... And high definition. And high definition. Oh, yeah, high definition. <laughs> Without like, voice chat. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, like, I, for- I completely forgot about that. But, like, what was the one GameCube game that had online play? Fantasy Star Online and Episode yep. 3. But that was pretty much it. Like, and that I was when... Those. Yeah, Fantasy Star was fun. But the oh, fact the fact that, like, that was the only game when Xbox Live was thriving, when PlayStation Online was just kicking off. It's like, what was Nintendo doing? Hey, here's another Mario game. Here's Mario Sunshine. It's like, yay, but where's online? We kind of want more. Um, I like what they did with the Wii. Like, I kind of, like, boosted them up, like, hey, we want more couch co-op, we want more interactivity, but they're kind of just, like, they're almost, like, too smart for their own good, because they'll think of, like, these brilliant things like the Wii, but then they'll also think of, like, these really dumb aspects of, like, this isn't going to be popular, online gaming is horrible, and then it just thrives. Oh, Let's Plays are bad, but we want money, and it, Nintendo needs to just get their stuff in order. I think generally Nintendo is way ahead of the curve. They, they've been ahead of the curve since like the NES games. Yeah. Like it, way back when they like they had a modem for the NES and like for the for the family system that you could do taxes on. That's crazy. That's way beyond your time. 
but they're constantly in this, you know, they think way ahead and usually they're off the mark by way too far. And I think right now what we're seeing is they're what they want to do is way beyond what what the world is ready for. And while I do agree with like, you know, if, if uh, you know, I go out and I want to shoot a film with a Coke can, I got to mask it off because Coke will be like cease and desist. I don't want you <laughs> to put your product in there. You know, unless you pay me or I, you know, or I pay you because you're you're going to be really good and that's going to be advertising for me. So there's going to be some money changing hands one way or the other. So there's going to be some legal stuff involved. And I understand that and I respect that because I don't know if everybody knows this at the moment. But when we were kids, who was the most pop recognizable character in the world was Mickey Mouse. Do you know who it is today? Who? Mario. Yeah. Wow. Mario is the most recognizable character on the face of the earth. So I can understand why they'd want to protect that. But at the same time, they're behind what a lot of other people want and you know if you look at the recent history of like what youtube has done for gaming like a little old game called minecraft you know sold for billions (laughs) you have to you have to look look back and think about is this really what's the best for my company right now and uh i feel like a lot of the youtubers is going to say it's not worth the hassle when i can go play this guy's indie game for free he'll give it to me and i can play it and everybody else wants to watch it, so why would I bother with a Nintendo game that nobody wants to buy the system for? Well, and that's the that's the thing, like with with YouTubing, and you probably understand this more than any of us since you do a ton of Let's Plays. But Let's Plays are way less about the game and much more about the personalities of the people playing the games. And so it's like my channel will be successful because I am a part of my channel, not because your game's a part of my channel. And <laughs> The game is a big draw, though. Like, if I'm playing something that nobody's heard of or nobody wants to watch, it doesn't matter how good I am. Uh, it won't matter. You know, if you put something up like Pokemon, everybody's going to watch it because they already know and love Pokemon. So I can understand that side of things, too. Well, yeah. well, let me say this. Let me, let me just chime in for a second. I've watched a lot of cool YouTubers out there, and I won't name any of the big ones, but anytime you can make a game like Gold Simulator something fun to watch it's not about the game it's about the presentation the person presenting the game and that's what nintendo is missing your games are already great but how cool will it be if you if you got somebody on youtube doing a speed run of, of mario you know and breaking a world record and it's out yeah. there for everybody to see to see how cool that you can actually do things in the game that maybe wasn't intended for in the first place yeah is there even a YouTube app on the Wii U? <laughs> I uh, Is there even an app on the Wii U? That's the beggar question. <laughs> I'm telling you, my Wii U is a is a Smash Brothers machine. That's all. That's all I do on that thing. So I, I have that's no all idea. I But, but hey, here's the thing, like Bayonetta, Nintendo, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did they get but, with uh, that exclusive? Like, how did they get that exclusive title? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's like that's like one of those random exclusives you can get was like Bayonetta two. It's like you're getting a sequel to a game that was went that went multi-platform. Like, how? Continue. Uh, money. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, it sold yeah. it well. Yeah. All right, you were saying. Um, but it, uh, one of the big marketing pool, uh, ploys that uh, Nintendo has is their nostalgia. Like, it's a nostalgia factor. I grew up playing Mario, and they're still releasing Mario, mm-hmm. so I'm going to play these Marios. But, like, there comes a point where that nostalgia becomes kind of old hat, and there's this cycle of, like, okay, we're going to do a Zelda game, a couple Mario games, we're going to have a Smash Brothers, and then we're moving on to the next one, like, next console. And Nintendo needs to be smarter about how they're entering into these new ways of, of marketing, and YouTube being a huge one of those things. And I think 
once they see after shutting down some of these bigger YouTube channels how it's affecting game sales, I think that's what's gonna what's gonna speak volumes. Yeah. So, anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, one last thing. I I don't think it's really gonna hurt Nintendo. And if anything, it's just going to open the door for a lot of other large companies to say, hey, we can do this too now. And I think, if anything, it's really just going to hurt this particular community of people that really love their games more than anything else. Yeah, it could be. Or you could be, you could see, like, I'll say Sony, because they were the ones that were kind of like the troll company. You could see them go, hey, you can play all of our stuff as well. You could show it on the internet. Also, we'll allow used games. It's an E3 thing back when they were like, oh, hey, Xbox One won't let you do used games. We'll do that. Here's how you can borrow a game. Here you go, friend. It was the ultimate troll. It was great. Anyway. So, well, that would be sad if, that, if that's setting a dangerous precedent that they're going to do that. If PlayStation and Xbox does that, that's going to be pretty sad. If everybody wants their hands out and wants money from the YouTube, yeah. Oh, PlayStation's not going to do it because of what you just said. Like they piggyback off of the public mistakes of other companies. Yeah. And, and PlayStation is not going to look at the way that this Nintendo things re- has been received and be like, "Hey, that looks like a really good idea." <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to stick clear of it. Yeah. All right. Um, one final topic before we get into audible topic of the week. We're reaching the summer. We're halfway through. Right now, we've only, we've had a big releases with Bloodborne and Bloodborne. <laughs> what are games right now that you guys are excited for right now? We'll flip it around. We'll go to Mel. Uh, well, I mentioned it earlier. I kind of I kind of ruined it because I said Batman Arkham Knight. But yeah. Batman Arkham Knight has the potential to be game of the year. Let me tell you why. Uh, this is the first uh, Arkham Arkham game that will actually be on next gen. You can be able to drive the Batmobile. Uh, the world's going to be fully open world. I mean, I don't know what that means as far as scope, but they said it's going to be pretty huge, even compared to, like, Arkham City. And uh, everything looks great. I mean, everything I've seen from the trailers, the graphics are, definitely look next-gen. Uh, the voice acting and everything looks just unbelievable with it. It's going to be the first mature-rated Batman game. Yes. So I, I kind of, like, I get this imagination. This is going to be Grand Theft Auto with Batman, basically. Uh, oh, hey, and, I don't think it's going to go that far. But. Well, but, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot edgier than anything they've done before. But I think that's going to be the next big game is going to be Arkham Knight. Before I go to Murph, what were you about to say, Luke? Uh, well, I have a question for Mel, since you seem, like, pretty in touch with that world. Uh, there's, a, there's a part of, I think, the first trailer for Batman that shows, like, extended gameplay where he's... He's driving the Batmobile. It knocks one of the thugs up in the air, and it appears like the Batmobile shoots him with some sort of lethal projectile. Did you see that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, let's just say this. Batman doesn't normally use guns, yeah. but I did hear that the reason they got the mature rating is, first of all, they show a strip club in the game. So that's part of it. They actually show one of Penguin's hideouts that actually have, like, hmm new chicks. I don't know if they actually show new, new women, but they imply that it's a strip club. Uh, also, and this is kind of spoilery too, but there's some interrogation with the Batmobile as far as Batman hanging thugs out of the Batmobile and possibly having their head close to the ground to where they could be, you know, they could actually be rubbed off on the ground. Holy so, crap! So it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty so. violent even for Batman. So it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I, 
I kind of vaguely remember what she said because that's probably from the first trailer. Um, yeah. It's more like Tim Burton Batman almost because, you know, in that one, the Batmobile had guns on it too. So, interesting. Murph. I just want to say that, like, Batman had guns, like, way before anybody knew that he did. Back when he it, wore purple gloves, he yeah, used a yeah, pistol. Right. Yeah, Detective Comics. You're right, he did. Yep. And uh, Thomas Wayne uses one right now in alternate, the alternate uh, uh, Batman world, whatever, in the comics, he used a gun. So. Yeah. Murph. So I've I've got one that's coming, one that's coming a little later, and then one in the far off future. Uh, so Mad Max is probably the next game that I'm kind of anticipating, other than Batman. Uh, I'm not. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but it, it, I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but then again, it could be a bad GTA clone. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be good, man. I, I hope. Uh, I don't know about all the hype behind it, but it's gonna be. Sorry, yeah. No, no, it's cool. Uh, the one that's coming out later is probably Final Fantasy 15 because mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy. Screw you, Final Fantasy 13. Um, <laughs> I just posted a, a haiku today about that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're the hater I was speaking to. I, I, I've, I, I, we're not swearing on here, but I. I hate played that game. I was like, you are not going to beat me. I'm going to beat you. I'm hating every minute of this. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did it either. Uh, either. And then in the far off future, uh, Mass Effect 4. Okay. Oh, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Um. Well, what? Next month, we get uh, Witcher 3. Really excited yeah. about that. Uh, I actually started playing Witcher 2 in anticipation of it. Um, not the same game. Um, what, Mad Max, like you said, that trailer just came out, looked awesome. Uh, Halo 5, I think. <laughs> that could uh, still be a game. I mean, they haven't canceled that game yet, at least. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not getting canceled, yeah. but, I mean, I, the, the hype around it right now and, you know, all the promotion they're doing, it's definitely getting hype. Um, but I think the number one game I'm, I'm waiting for, especially this year, uh, the, the, the division, it didn't get pushed back yet. So, uh, oh, I took, I took the game. <laughs> I think that's like the reason I got my Xbox one, man. When I saw that first, uh, E3 trailer of sold. So yeah, well, that's, that's about it. Luke, I would say, I don't ask you, but I have a feeling I know what your answer is, but What's the game that you're looking forward to? Mine is The Division as well, uh, if I didn't make that abundantly clear. <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry, man. No, you're good. Um, that just means we, we're, we're best friends now, and we need to like buy bunk beds. Yay, I made friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Now, I bought into the Destiny hype so hard, like so hard, and I was so looking forward to that game, and... I mean, our first, like, five podcasts, we started because of Destiny, and uh, our first five were just us spreading manure all over it because we, we were so disappointed by it. But oh, I think – what's that? No, no, I, I thought it was the opposite. Like, we were in love with Destiny at first until, you know, the content ran out, and then uh, – yeah, yeah, I kind of well. See, the content yeah. ran out uh, by eight o'clock the morning after release because we had already completed all the story missions. Good <laughs> so lord! Like, like we had, we we just rolled through it all. And uh, but anyway, I bought into that hype. But everything that that the division is putting out right now, in terms of how they're talking about it, and 
And the fact that we haven't seen a ton from it, but we've seen enough to be like, all right, I'm kind of getting excited about this. They seem to really be approaching this with an understanding of the mistakes that Destiny made with over-promising and under-delivering. And um, the division looks like it's going to deliver on a lot of the aspects that I was really hoping for from Destiny as far as loot and the openness of the world and the way that, that multiplayer was going to work and how the whole entire game was kind of a connected experience and you're not constantly having to wait through the loading screens of orbit yeah. waiting for... Uh, waiting to jump into something well it's funny like i every time i hear people like talk bad about destiny it makes me so happy because i remember everybody started promoting it's like oh it's gonna be game of the year game of the year and i remember saying at tampa bay comic-con i think this game is going to suck because the fact that people are like praising it and already giving a game of the year reviews it's like what was the one game that everybody else already gave game of the year reviews for duke nukem forever and it's like <laughs> nope I'm done. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna let everybody. Yes, and I, like people who watch the show. I've said this numerous times. Harsh like criticism. It's like I. It, and so far, it's like people are like yeah, it's fun up until a point. It's almost like the older public. Like the older public was fun up until a point where it's like, oh crap, there's nothing to do now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and and the thing about Destiny for me right. was that that there is so much good about that game. Like you could see the potential. We talked about it on a on a, in a show a couple weeks ago. Just like the backstory of it that they had set up before telling the actual story was like, man, this is good. And then the mechanics of the game were so good, and then it was just but it's the, the story it's felt so short. Smooth. It's yeah. the oh, tightest yeah. thirty second loop. Like I I love blowing the head off an alien with my gun, but then I hate everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the grind and the lack of content, which did yeah. it for me. But yeah, Chris, Destiny two, Destiny two. Yeah, Chris, we're right. looking forward to because I live my land and like I live in retro land and I have no idea what's going on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and probably nobody even knows this is gonna happen. Star Ocean five. Okay. They oh, wow. they released this and I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'm gonna play the waiting game and then you know start booking vacation because that's where I will be when that comes out. Nice. That last was four came out. I booked off a week. I was like, I'm not going to work. Screw this. Like, uh, <laughs> Star Ocean is big for me. So, like, right. that's that's the Final Fantasy that doesn't suck. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. No, he's hey, he's, probably, he's right. Yeah. Um, I I will agree with Mel that like I'm I'm very amped for Arkham Knight. Like I loved Ark. I liked uh, Arkham Asylum. I loved Arkham City. You know, I thought Origins was good. Like, a lot of people were like, nah, this game is blah. Like, it's still good. Granted, it's not as good as the first two. but A lot of glitches. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like, there's there's a good amount of glitches to kind of turn me off. Uncharted 4, I'm very much excited for because I love the Uncharted series. 2 was just so good, and 3 was really good as well. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating it. It hasn't been announced yet. Um, Wolf Among Us Season 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that first, the first season was so good. I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think. Like right now, my game that I was excited for has already just came out in Killing Floor Two. But other than that, it's like now it's like I have to wait because you know I'm not at this point. I remember I used to be pissed off when games got delayed. Now I'm not even mad. I'm like, good. That means you're working on glitches. Because right. I looked at after what's been recently with Assassin's Creed and Sonic Boom. It's like take your time. I don't want crap. Yeah, Sonic Boom. Yeah, Sonic Boom was oh, awful. Like that game was like an abomination. Like 
I, I could make like a horrible, horrible, horrible example, but I'm going to try to be a good person. So I won't say <laughs> anything else that's bad. Because, like, you know, there's people that actually like worked hard. It's like, oh, man, this is, I put in all this effort. It's like, this game just sucks. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that Sega hasn't released this finished Sonic game in like 30 years. So, yeah. And that's, oh, no. That's, like, no, because like even go back to Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic Three is Sonic Three and Knuckles was supposed to be one game. They couldn't even make it into one. <laughs> like the last, like you go back twenty years. Like the last time they did like Sonic Two was the last Sonic game they actually finished. Look, man, yeah. they did make it into one Sonic. game. You could stack Sonic Three on top of Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. They had, you just had to wait an extra six months and pay double for it. You know, yeah. no worries. And then to put a game genie inside of that as well oh, to get yeah. all the codes. <laughs> And I got my Wait. Sega channel plugged yeah. in the bag. Oh, yeah, don't forget. Yeah. It's like this oh giant tower of Babel, just like with the Sega games and Sonic. On top of 32X, yes. on top of a Sega CD. That was the last uh. time Exhibit was ever an executive at Sega. Yo, dog, I heard you like games. We're going to put a game on top of your game so you can game on top of another game. And you have no idea which cartridge you have to blow into to get it to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> well played. Well played, sir. Blow them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be good. good I'm gonna be good. Alright, uh now that we've talked about games we're excited for, what are you guys playing right now? And Johnny, what are you playing right now? Uh well I already said uh The Witcher Two. Yeah. Playing that, uh Neverwinter on the Xbox One, uh the MMO, the free MMO that just came out. Uh what else? A little bit of Ori, uh Unity. I'm just trying to get my backlog down this point yeah playing a little bit of everything yes uh murph um so bloodborne because i'm a freak for anything that from puts out uh in that in this you know the Souls series uh though or sadist yeah. yeah no <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah but i'm good at it so it's all right <laughs> good uh, at being but, sadist great yeah oh, i died now call me daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh um, the leather's but, wet. It's good. I'm actually so this is this is in, in, on my little indie scene thing. I'm actually I just finished uh, Digital A Love Story, which is this kind of all right. Stay with me. Stay with okay. me. Uh, you. It's sort of set in the 70s or 80s. It's kind of these in this old hacking BBS style thing with like dial-up modems. Yes, kids, we used to have to dial up, uh, and it's yeah. it's a yeah. It's a, a very – I don't want to spoil anything by giving away what the twist is, but it's a very weird love story. And I, I played that in preparation for playing uh, – what is it? Analog, a hate story. So that's the next one in there, and it's also a kind of a, a visual novel involving hacking and computers and that sort of thing. Luke? Um, I am just about done with Shovel Knight. It's awesome. I hear it's uh, really good. Uh, I'm working through uh, Borderlands: The Handsome Collection, uh, playing the crap out of uh, MLB The Show. I, it, every now and then, I'm like, I kind of want to pick up a little uh, Siphon Filter action on my Vita, <laughs> so I'm going back and playing through Siphon Filter. And um, oh gosh, there was, uh, and I'm picking up uh, State of Decay tomorrow, Year One Survival. So, okay. looking forward to that. No. Uh, well, just like him, I've been actually playing uh, Borderlands pre-sequel on PlayStation 4, which uh, I'm not enjoying as much as the first two Borderlands, but it's still pretty good. If, um, 
also been playing Ori and the Blind Forest on Xbox One, mm. which to this point is my favorite game of 2015 so far. I, I think it's wow. Um, wow. For an indie yeah, game, it's awesome. like one of the most beautiful platformers you guys will ever play. If anybody has an Xbox One on here besides me and John, or, uh, highly recommend PC. Um, yeah, it is on Steam. Okay. okay. And I'm also playing on mobile on my iPhone. I've been playing uh, Halo Spartan Strike, which is pretty cool for a mobile game. Alright. What, wait, what's, what's this one? I have not heard of this one. What's the what the Halo? Sorry. Oh, it's it's a sequel to uh, Spartan Assault, which was the original Halo mobile game, which they released on Xbox One and on Windows phones. Well, Microsoft got smart and they released it to all platforms. It's on Android, iOS, and you know Windows phones. But it's a sequel to it's a it's a sequel to the <laughs> first Halo top down shooter. It's like you know top down perspective. Uh, Quinn Stick. The twin stick, yeah, uh, twin stick shooter, but it's actually really, really well done, and it's fun, and it's uh, there's a little bit of talent to it, and I enjoy it as a Halo fan. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it's cool. Interesting, Chris. Chris, no, we lost him. <laughs> All right, I'll stall for time right now. Um, well, what have you been playing, Chase? What was? Thank you oh, for asking. You <laughs> um, right now, I've been playing a lot of... Um, I just got Mega Man X4 and X5 for a buck. So it's like, alright. Because I love... like I'm a big sucker for Mega Man X. Like I love that entire series. So I'm playing X4 right now. I'm about to beat it, but that final boss is like... He is hard as heck. Like, good lord. So I'm like kind of raging on that. Um, the there's always like a spike in, at every Mega Man game yeah. for that last boss. Yeah. Like the one thing I'm trying to do, like because like once you get one item, it gets incredibly easy. So I tried to beat all the bosses with X Buster, and so with the final form of Sigma, like it's not, it's not impossible, but it's like kind of close to it because the hitbox is just so small. And even when you do use the items that like make him weak, it. I mean, it still, like, takes forever, and it's a very hard boss battle. Um, yay, Chris is back. Um, I made it! Hey! hey I'm playing hey, Mega Man X4, which is kind of retro, so you might like that. Um, I'm also playing a lot of... I played Vanishing of Ethan, Ethan Carter, which I was playing as a Let's Play, um, but stuff happened, kind of had to can it, but it's still just, like, a fun game. It's very dark and twisted. Um... Warframe, uh, ever since I did the Let's Play on it, like, i gotten more and more back into it, and it's actually a lot of fun, and it's very smooth, and also free. Can't really beat that. No. Um, I think this is, like, the first month, like, I haven't played Payday, like, in a I was gonna spirit. say Like, that. I was so big into Payday, especially, like, their Spring Break event, and I was like, get Payday, it's awesome, get all this DLC, give it your money, and... <laughs> it like I just all of a sudden was just like I want to play something else and it kind of sucks until like you know a new mission comes out then be like heck yeah and I'm gonna get back into payday but other hey, it's coming to console too man so you'll be able to jump back in oh yeah. really yeah Tell the crime wave edition it's gonna be for PlayStation Four and Xbox One like oh I rode yeah. that payday train so hard and of I'm course when the new that. mission comes out I'm gonna be hopping back on it and be gone for long periods of time but um oh. And how can I forget? Uh, Killing Floor 2. Like, it just released on Early Access. I played the first one long time ago. 
loved it. This game is so violent, and it is amazing. Like, yes, like... Isn't it like horde mode? What, isn't it like yeah, it's essentially mode? just a horde mode shooter. You, you just survive wave after wave. All the zombies look great. The music's fantastic. Um, the original game only had like five points of explosion for per body, like for per uh, zombie or Zed. Like there's 20 points and the blood doesn't go away and it's like okay it's that kind of realism i kind of enjoy where i get to like look down and just see like yeah realism uh like this orgy of violence like on the floor and it just doesn't go away and it's it's terrifying and i love it and it's 30 dollars. and i i kind of get hard on early access because i kind of hate it but i look at this one like for an early access game it's really well done. Yeah, there's only three levels, and there's, like, not as many perks right now. But it's the fact that it's... Oh, and the load times are a little bit long. But the execution of it is really well done. And so, like, $30, which compared to a game that's, like, $60, and it's glitchy as all crap, yeah. Right. Get Killing Floor 2. I love it. So, Chris, what is the game I've been trying to get trying to get out of you? What's the game that you're playing right now? What am I playing right now? Yes. Uh, I edit videos. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have no like I have no time outside of like uh, like when we're playing when we're we're playing like I play like games like three days a week like for recording purposes and I generally don't get around to too much. Uh, I do I do play like some fighters with some buddies on that like Persona Four Arena and uh, what else we play like oh, there was another one that was really weird we were playing it was like an import. Uh, so we, we get around to like playing that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'm playing like Cards Against Humanity because you know I got board games and that's what I do. Yeah. And uh, every so often I'll play like Minecraft on PS3 because you know I always got to put some blocks down. Now I want to ask you this because you you went out of your way on this one. You you would adjust on against your channel. Normally you play a lot of retro games. Yeah. And you played Five Nights at Freddy's three, and now they just announced the fourth one. Will you play it? Yeah. Damn right. All right. <laughs> Because it'll bring in viewers. Yeah. I mean, like... It, it's it, it's terrifying. Okay. I, I say that because, like, yeah, it will bring in people, but, like, it was genuinely fun. Like, when Andy... Like, when I found out it was coming out, I was like, Andy, we gotta go now! And, like, I, I hit the buy now button, steal my money on, on the computer, and then I drove all the way to his place, and I brought him back, and we were like, we need energy drinks! And we just drank, and, like, we're just... Bam, we're in. And, like, you know, three hours later, we had a video up, and it was like, that was super exciting, and I kind of look forward to doing that again. Yeah. yeah that, cool. Like, I like Five Nights of Freddy's, and, like, I don't want to play it. I, I really don't like jump scares, but it's got, like, this weird Dark Souls level of, like, environmental storytelling, which I'm a really big fan of. Yeah. So it made I'm, me I'm excited for that. Cheese. Like that's what it made me afraid of now. It's like <laughs> I can't go in there. I mean, besides the fact that I'm over 18, it's just the well, fact that, that I don't want to go in the machine here. They'll, they'll, let, they'll let you into Chuck E. Cheese. I heard that like if you're by yeah, yourself, you can't. They serve beer. Do they really? Yeah. We ha- why haven't we partied at Chuck E. Cheese? You go in there. You go in there by yourself. And just have a beer. Party at Chuck's place. <laughs> Podcast at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play Guitar Hero live here. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I'm playing rock band. Oh man, I'm excited for those. Um, all right. Final audible topic. We discussed it in pre-production. Um, I was talking with my girlfriend today, and she was reading a manga, and it was called "I'm gonna butcher this," "Lote no Omocha," which the way I read it via text was "Lote no Mocha," and she's like, "That's definitely not it." So guys, I want you to get creative. I'm gonna put you on the spot. 
I want you to give me a plot for Latte No Mocha. Chris. All right, okay, so first off, we already discussed that Latte No Mocha is now a magical guy anime. All right, so we've got Latte and Mocha, and uh, they, like, transform. And I guess they got to fight giant cupcake monsters because that's the thing. Because the frosting gets a little <laughs> bit all over their boy parts. Oh, come oh, on. It's like shaving cream. We make them nice and slick and smooth for the ladies. And, uh, you know, like, so they got to fight giant cupcake guy monsters well, with, like, now, really human faces. So they're all ultra creepy. So, Chris, now everything this these days has to be grim and gritty. So what's the twist on this on this magical boy genre. They're actually where... macchiatos. Okay, all right. It's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just stained milk. Uh, no, uh, Latte and Mocha, you'd think by their names that Mocha would be the uh, the brown guy? No, it's the other way around. <laughs> okay, that, that's, that's the dark twist? That's the dark yeah, twist. it's literally the dark okay. twist. Wow. Okay. It's, human Giant had that. a skit like that where it's like, oh, we're agents. I'm Phil and he's Amir. And Amir would be the white guy, and Aziz Ansari would, or um, Aziz Ansari would be Phil, and Amir is like this white guy. All right, Luke. Latte no oh, mocha. Gosh. All right, see, I, I'm terrible at this because I don't do anything with mangas or anime or anything Neither like that. Neither do I, so don't worry. So, um, all right, all right. It, 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 it's obviously it's it's set in a coffee shop, and uh, and. There are two people who run this coffee shop, and they have no idea how to make anything uh, related to coffee. And so it, the whole game is based – are we coming up with a game idea? I'm coming sure, up with a game. Can you can That's make it I'm a doing. game. I, it's, right. it's so open, game. This is an open-world question. You can make it whatever you want. So, so, the, so the whole premise of the game is you get a drink order in. And you have to try to make up what you think that drink is supposed to be. But the twist is, is that when they ask for no mocha, you always put mocha in it because you hate your customers. It's like Cooking Mama, where you have a Wiimote and you like have to like put the things in, and you're like twisting yes. it. And it's like, God damn it, work! Just put, put the cream in. Put the cream in. Yeah, put the cream in. Yeah, that's right. That goes and, great with and, your story too. With well, and everybody's like, can you put soy milk in that? And you're like, sure, and it's just whole milk. <laughs> this is There's a part milk. where he's like, they give you a name, you have to like butcher the name as well. Like, oh, it's Steven with a PH, and you just put PH and then Teven. <laughs> I, I kind of want to make this game, actually. Murph, write all this down. <laughs> well, and, and also, you have a bunch of people coming in who are asking for the non-dairy with whipped cream on the top, and you're just rolling your eyes at them. You're like, look, soy milk isn't any healthier than regular milk. <sighs> yeah, I'd, I'd play this game if it was like made like I am bread or I am toast or whatever, where it's like you can't really control it, but you have to do it anyways, and it's just crazy. Like, it's infuriating. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm on board for that. What's the awesome, dark twist? Sweet. For... You click on the, the soy milk, and then the hand just reaches out, grabs the whole milk. Yeah. I was thinking like the dark twist be like, oh, I want the non-fat milk. Oh, it's a code, and like they go into like the back closet and like move this shelf of like coffee seeds, and it's actually like this dark cult or something. Yeah, it goes all postal too on you, and like you know, in the back of the convenience store, there's all kinds of crazy weird shit going on. Yes, Johnny, latte no mocha. I don't know, man. All I know, it it sounds like. Like something uh, Sailor Moon, like you do like a Sailor Moon kind of story. You got these like hot little yeah. like, chicks or whatever, latte and mocha, and uh, I don't know what they do. Fighting uh, evil with a latte, winning love with a mocha. Yeah, what, what was the? You gotta have the handsome <laughs> guy. Fighting all the macchiato. She is the one latte no mocha. 
go. There you go. Well done, yeah. Johnny. And we got a theme song ready for you. Copyright 2010. There we, we go. We did this in the past. Murph. <laughs> okay, so I think we got it wrong the first time, Chris. It's not a magical boy anime. It's a boy and his mecha anime, except his mecha is a giant coffee bean. And it's a... It's one of the, it's like a weird food fight twist where uh, a boy has gone on his epic quest. His father has been killed um, by you know some mysterious coffee bean, and then so the, he has to go through the the kingdom within his giant coffee bean, fighting other so he's got the arabica bean, and then so like he has to fight other uh, like giant robot monsters and their boys like so there's like the suet oh coffee. yeah sweet yeah yeah totally it's, it, like it's it's pooped out of a ferret and then that's how it magically transforms don't bring ferrets into uh, this I love ferrets don't no the the, 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 the suet coffee yeah <laughs> tainted have you not heard the coffee that comes out of the the ferret no. But, I yeah, haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like see? super expensive. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. What? This exists? Yeah. Yeah. And th- yeah. so then there's there's like the, the instant coffee robot that's really crappy, but there's a lot of them. I'll take a ferret uh, crappy auto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Uh, can, can we mix both of them together where like it's still Magical Boy, but he transforms with the mech? Like the mech oh, becomes okay. like the mech. The, the mech suit that's just like on him, but he just okay, still has like, like the midriff, like like ab area. So, 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 so like, like the sexy little boy coffee is robot like inside of this. Yeah, sexy robot. coffee robot. Yeah, oh, the little boy yeah. is inside the sexy coffee there's robot. Se- there seems to be a, a very big like Nambla association with uh, with this thing. <laughs> I think it's just anime. Yeah. Are you associated yeah, with the National Association of Marlon Brando lookalikes? Is that the Nambla you're talking about? South Park reference. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what name was a reference to. All right, Mel, latte no mocha. Uh, well, this is completely. Yeah, I was completely caught off guard with this because I didn't know we were doing trick questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of picture like in the middle of Attack on Titans, there being like these hidden coffee shops, and they're actually called latte no mocha because. You never have time to get an actual mocha because you're too busy with giants killing you the whole time. So but the cool thing is you level up. If you can get to these hidden coffee stations throughout the city, you can level up by getting the latte and not the mocha. Everybody knows the mocha is poison. You can't drink it. So you have to drink the latte to stay alive. And you There's can a, level up. Or like get the coffee Nazi saying. from Seinfeld. Or no, the, uh, the short order uh, coffee guy from Saturday Night Live. Latte, no mocha. Can I get a mocha? No, <laughs> exactly. latte, no mocha. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're just a, this is an interesting anecdote. There is a coffee shop at the Pentagon that is like in the center of the Pentagon that is called the Ground Zero Coffee Shop. And the reason it's called that is because there was a time, it, it, this for real, where uh, during the Cold War, nuclear warheads were pointed at this coffee shop because oh, – Middle of the day, there would be all these uh, there'd be all these people that would go in like high-ranking officials. So Russia thought that it was an entrance to an underground bunker, and it was really just a little coffee shop. Wow! <laughs> and now you know. And so that's that, that's the setting of this game. You play you play at the Pentagon, and you have to upgrade your uh, national spying uh, oh by going down there. <laughs> The idea I originally had for Latte No Mocha, where these two white girls go into a Starbucks 
and they fight for the last copy of a Nora Jones CD, and they fight to see who can literally not even the most. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's all blondes, and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even. And it's like broken wrist fights, like, throughout the entire time. Shut up! Wow. You're trying to upgrade your Ugg boots? You, oh, my God. Like, the even meter is who so strong. Who buys CDs? I, I know. Yeah. It's like, you could just tour in it, and then it's like... It's like the iTunes card, okay? I believe that. Yes. But, they're, I mean... They're, they're doing the uh, Juicy Lip Challenge. Oh, that. Uh, oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> who could make the better duck face? <laughs> It's, it'll just be like this giant like JRPG style where they have like attack and it's just the wrist or like special duck face pose sorority who has like the bigger cleavage and like you're instead of like the EX meter it's like the even meter and like once it's full like they literally can't even and they're like this super <laughs> awesome like powerful attack where it's like I'm gonna summon my boyfriend he lifts and you see like this giant jack guy like bro do you even lift and then just goes Whoa, boom <laughs> She uses white girl wasted. It's super effective. All right, internet, this is a thing. Go make yes. it for us. Yes. All right, leave a comment down below. What do you think? What should the plot be for Latte No Mocha? Should it be an open world game? Should it be a manga? You decide. The choice is there for you, um, guys. Thank you very much for being a part of it. Okay, again, Chris and Andy. Um, Andy's not here. Get well now, Andy. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at ChrisAndyPlay, YouTube.com slash ChrisAndyPlay, also their pa- Facebook page. For Luke, oh my gosh, I have all these to do. Um, at Player3Podcast, Player3Podcast.com, the number three also, not fully spelled out, YouTube.com slash Player3Podcast. Johnny, uh, Gamer Nation Radio at GNR underscore JohnnyBoy, Facebook.com slash Gamer Nation Radio fan page. You can find them on Shout Engine. Uh, Murph, you can see him on our show at That Game Show or Dork Knight Podcast or DorkKnightShow.com. Follow him. DorkKnight.com. DorkKnight.com, sure. At Dorknight Podcast. <laughs> All right, at Dorknight Podcast. You can also follow him on Twitter at Murph from Podcast. Mel, you can find him on Twitter at Mel Weezy. Oh, uh, geeklypodcast.com. Yeah, I know that Twitter. Isn't it weird that I know that, Murph? Um, Facebook.com slash Mel Weezy Geek Chic. You can follow us on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. Uh, like the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash that new show show. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page and follow all the other stuff as well. Um, I also did a bunch of uh, Let's Plays on the YouTube channel, That New Show. I think I covered everything. Did I forget anything, guys? Yeah, you forgot one thing. What's that? These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's the show. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I hate you so much right now. All right. For Chris Barberick, Luke Croft, Johnny Marshall, Murph Murphy, and Melvin Hampton, I am Chase Bunker saying have a good rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys next time. Also, check out all their stuff. Bye. Bye. Let's go ice some boys.